here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. and welcome to what we think is probably the 30th episode of the Brit Rest Roundtable, but who really cares numbers-wise? Um, we, for the first time in quite a while, are all here. I'm Rob Reed, uh, and I'm joined by Arnold Furious. Hello. And Ollie Court. Hello. It has been a little bit. Um, it has. Too long. <laughs> and again... Despite kind of moving weekly, that's a, a rough plan. We'll see if we manage to keep that up. Um, we have yet another stacked show. Right, so uh, basically, as I'm sure many of you are aware, um, there has been a, a major incident in British, re- easy for me to say, uh, British wrestling with regards to Mark Haskins and the end of the last Progress show. Uh, because that Progress show is yet to drop, um, by the time this comes out, probably, we think it's dropping, did you say on the 11th, Farm? Progress, uh, they said the 11th to 12th that weekend. Right, so by the time the, this uh, podcast comes out, um, barring any technical difficulties, touch wood, um, the Progress show won't have dropped yet, but we will be talking about uh, the end of that show, uh, but we will be leaving all of that until the end of the show, um, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers for the progress show before it drops online uh we've left it to the end uh you can listen to that point we'll give you due notice and bid you adieu at that point um before then though uh, on a far happier note we've got some absolutely incredible looking uh shows from rev pro and new japan coming up over uh that's next week now uh is that next right? thursday and friday next thursday and friday um, in Global Wars UK um, there have been several changes to the card um, recently but just looking at them as a whole as I was typing up the run sheet there, there's not a bad match um, on any of these 14 uh, matches um, and there's lots of really really exciting ones <laughs> I'm very I'm, excited I'm hyped. since I'm going to be going live are you guys going to be there? Yeah, I've kind of done something stupid. Like every show that we talk about today, I've got tickets for. I've gone on. A, I've gone on a Quite bit a of a few. rampage. 
Yeah. You're going full on Ian. Uh, I'm going full on ridiculous. Yeah, I've got um, both both the Global War shows. I've got tickets for. I'm going to the What Culture show. I'm going to the Three CW show that we might get around to talking about. And if we're talking about any progress shows, then I've got tickets for those as well. <laughs> I will certainly be going crazy. to night two uh, of the festivities, but night one uh, still haven't got a ticket for because I'm still being a good boy and thinking about going to uni that day instead. But uh, I'm sure the lure of some of these matches will be too strong for me and I will give in, get a ticket and spend the whole weekend there. Which is what I really want to do. Of course you then do. do it. Then do it. Who, <laughs> who really works at uni? Um, <laughs> join the dark side, we have issue. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, come on, right? Look, look at the card. We've got the card in front of us. Look at the card. <laughs> you got to go to that show. I'm looking at the card, and yeah, particularly you know, the top three matches <laughs> I think we're going to look at. Uh, yeah, but particularly all of it. <laughs> particularly it all looks of it. <laughs> great. There's there's maybe one match out of the fourteen where I'm not where I'm not like totally in love with, but I'm still going that will be a good match, um, with that being Honma versus Samuels, which is a match that when I looked at I was like I had never even accidentally thought about those two having a match. <laughs> so strange and random but as soon as I, I saw it though, I was like, Oh now I really want to see it. <laughs> And yeah, I, I'm not really the biggest fan of either guy, but like, it just look at it. It just it, imagine that match, and I'm like, I, I just really want to see it. I really want to see all these matches. I can't really imagine it, to be honest. It's just such a strange juxtaposition. It, I, I have no idea how it's going to play out, but I think it will probably be good. But it's just hard to tell. There will be Kokeshis for everyone. That's how it will play out. And someone will get mugged off. <laughs> uh, it, it's an odd match, certainly. I don't think anyone... It's no one's dream match, but they both have quirky charisma. I think that will really work well. And, like, it it really says something when the weakest match out of a, a whole weekend's worth of shows... Uh, or not a weekend, because it's Thursday, Friday, but, you know, two days' worth of shows, um, is a match that features... Honma coming to the UK for the first time. That's mm -hmm. some people don't like him. Yeah, I've, I've heard people like down on Honma, especially since uh, all the allegations about him came out last year, and certainly this year, it, booking wise and wrestling wise, he hasn't been as strong as he was the past couple of years. But Honma is Honma; he's still <laughs> crazy good, and Bukakeshi is such an exciting move. I'm I'm definitely hyped to see Homer for the first time. It's someone I never thought I'd ever get to see live, and here we go. There, there's a lot of that on this card. Even after um, last year, when we did see lots of the bigger names come over, here we've got a really interesting mix of New Japan talent. Um, you you can really tell that uh, Andy Corden is a fan of New Japan because he he's just picking people out and going. I really want to see him against uh, Chris Hero. Yeah, let's bring Chris Hero <laughs> for this as well. Who doesn't uh, want to see Hero versus it's, con it's benefited from uh, like the big boys, like Tanahashi and Okada, not being available because he's he's kind of had to get a, a bit more creative with the uh, with the cards, and I think it's really paid off because you look at it on paper, and 
it you're not going to see this show anywhere else it's it's unique also it means that every match is unpredictable as to who's going to win if an okada tanahashi and an omega is in there then you know that they're going to win because they're not going to drop a fall this close to wrestle kingdom um in a match that doesn't matter towards the booking so this means that <laughs> no one is protected and no you don't know who's going to win and that is the best kind of wrestling really so while it would have been good to see the top guys see the big stars i mean we've already had that we've already had that the past couple of years so i, I think this it, could it end up being up a, a, a better show uh, mm. th- than last year's global wars because of what they've had to do in terms of like you know missing the the big uh, name stars they've had to create um, a more intriguing card and they've certainly done that uh, but uh, I mean, the matches we got in front of us here, like Liger versus Skrull, uh, Eugene Nagata against Pete Dunne. So, it, did you really expect to see matches like that on on this show, uh, like a year ago when uh, when they had the New Japan show? And if they're going to come back, it's like, well, are, the, are these matches we're going to see? These these are completely out of uh, left field. Some of them. Yeah, comparing these to um, last year's Global War show, to say it that it will probably be better is a very, very high bar, because last year's Global Wars was fantastic, especially that uh, Kushida-O'Reilly mm. match and the, the triple threat main event. Mm. But top to bottom, it does look... A, I think a there's, there's matches on there that, that could be better. And yeah. It just depends how well... The people involved uh, click and and how hard the the New Japan guys want to work on this show, but the, there are matches that can potentially outdo that uh, that Kushida Carlo Riley match, and that match was was fucking great. I was sat next to you, Rob, and we were both like having kittens over the uh, over it, like down the stretch, and then like uh, Andy Quilden afterwards is like, "Are you ready for another match?" And it was like, "No." Not really. <laughs> Yeah, just give me a while to breathe. Give us a minute. Yeah, so I guess we should kind of get to running down the matches on the card rather than just fanboying over how amazing the card is as a whole. We we (laughs) kind of covered on Samuels. Um, Again, I remember saying this last year. Uh, Well, last year it was Uprising rather than Global Wars, but they, you know, this is the spiritual successor to that. uh, the, I'm not sure if we've already actually said, but uh, first night uh, is in York Hall, uh, and second night the Walthamstow. Um, is that how you say that? I feel like I just, just said that. Walthamstow. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> Love Singo Bernard lives to Japan. Yes. Uh, as it were. Um, Liger Skrull might be the second match on the card. It might be the semi-main. It's very hard to say. Um, because Every match after the Samuels match sounds like it's a match that could be right up there. Mm. Um, this, this is a very good point. I'm kind of looking at the run order that we've got, and it's you could kind of juggle around anything between like uh, two and six. I'm, I'm guessing the title goes on last, but yeah, it's hard to assume. say. Maybe assume. Osprey would go on last. I don't know. If if that match does end up as uh, a junior title match, then yes, that is an option, I guess. Especially as York Hall's already seen uh, Shibata Sabre Junior in the main event. But uh, 
as long as everything gets time, and it should, because there's seven matches on the card, and they, you know, they they usually give all the matches time. Then I'm not particularly bothered. Um, I'm just very excited. Um, Liger Skull, are they two guys you guys see having great chemistry together? I think so. Yeah. Well, if you look at the um... <clears throat> I was going to say something about Bowler, but we're going to kind of uh, cover that later in um, uh, spoiler-free area. But uh, during that tournament, I'm sure everyone is aware that uh, that Liger had some fun. Um, Liger and Skull are both very charismatic guys. Um, I can see them clicking really well together. Uh, when we were talking about um, like Osprey and Liger is something that oh, that's happening on in uh, Walthamstow on night two. Um, I felt that that was a match that you're going to see in New Japan at some point for a uh, in in a uh, an important setting. Uh, whereas uh, Liger and Skull is something that you're just not going to see that over there. I I can't see Marty going over there anytime soon, and Liger's going to retire soon. So yeah, this this might be the only chance you get to see it. I mm, think, I think it'll important. be. I think they'll go lean more on the comedy and the quirkiness um, than how Which like just. A, yeah, that's what Liger's best at now. Um, but yeah, you, I think an underrated match from last year's Global Wars was Skull versus Nakamura. And obviously that wasn't amazing or anything because they didn't go all out. But I think it'll be similar to that in that Skull will play off um, the unique charisma of a Japanese wrestling legend very, very well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see like if Skull matches up to the incomparable Liger and like looks like as big a star as Liger does. He's certainly come across well in these these big matches. Like you said, against uh, Nakamura, um, I thought he did uh, exceptional work in um, stepping up to to Nakamura's level. Um, and during 2016, I think Skull has had a, a fantastic year. Uh, it doesn't matter who he's been in there with, he's been able to adapt uh, his style um, to whoever his opponent has been, um, and whether that <coughs> ah sorry, uh, whether that's been um, through uh, comedy or uh, just taking um, uh, key elements of his opponent's offense and kind of working around them with his own stuff, uh, he's been very good against pretty much everybody. I I, th- I do feel that this will be kind of more of Liger's day off. Um... And you'll get more of his um, his uh, AJ style, uh, his the performance he put in versus AJ Styles last year on the the second night. Uh, I think you're going to see that again against Osprey. While here, as you said, he will probably lean more on charisma, but um, that that will be something something nice to break up the card, if nothing more. Uh, in because like like you said last year after the Kushida O'Reilly match, everyone was absolutely drained um, from the sheer magnificence uh, of it. Um, This is perhaps the kind of match that would be perfect to follow maybe a a Hero Ishii or a Nagata done, maybe. Um, Because the crowd is always going to be into both of these guys, even if they're not... Um, I guess killing themselves um, just by their charisma. They they can have an entertaining match without going all out and I think we, we all know what it's it's going to turn out like but uh, it's, it's still going to be good to watch 
Um, next match that we've got down here, it could potentially end up as main event, maybe. Probably not. That's probably going to be the British Heavyweight Championship match. Um, Bushi versus Will Ospreay in a match that may end up, will probably end up as a junior title match for the IWGP Junior Championship, um, subject to Bushi defending successfully at Power Struggle um, against Kushida, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, still... How far behind are you at the moment? <laughs> um, I am currently 608 days behind, Ooh. or 612 matches, 1.66 years. So who is the current junior champ for you? Is it Kenny Omega? Um, <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> Seems like a long yes. time ago now. Yes, Omega just beat Kushida at the Dome. Was that Taguchi at the Dome? I may have skipped that match. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> but yes, Bushi versus Osprey. Yeah, Bushi versus um, Osprey. <laughs> Osprey, uh, as you say, this could be a junior title match because I feel like Osprey is sort of hovering on the fringes of New Japan's junior division right now, and maybe they want to solidify their hooks in uh, Britain ahead of the time bomb exploding. Not not exploding, sorry. The time bomb blowing up soon. Is time blom, time blom. <laughs> um, maybe they want to get their hooks in Britain with a Will Osprey title win in Britain ahead of the time bomb. Uh, considering what the time bomb might be rumored to be, um, and this would be a good way of doing it. I like a lot of people are kind of down on Bushi a little bit. Like his matches with Kushida, were, I, I, I feel the, they were very good, but not the title great. change match with Kushida. I thought was garbage. Ooh. <laughs> um, Explain I like yourself. The, on. I didn't like the booking. Um, I I'll have, I'll have to pull up the review to see exactly what I said about it, but it was not very good at all. Um, but I feel like Bushi's had an incredible year considering Bushi's where he been was. Bushi's really good up until that point. Time. So I just I don't know whether the pressure has been a lot. For him to take on board, he might not be a main event wrestler, but on this kind of card, he doesn't have to deliver a main event style performance. He can just go all out and have well, fun with Osprey, basically. Well, Osprey and Osprey is Osprey. Main, main event with Vader, he essentially wrestled himself. So uh... <laughs> I think he can do a better job with Bushi. Yeah, problem with being over a year behind <laughs> on New Japan, not particularly familiar with Bushi, uh, at least in a more featured capacity, but. Uh... But until until he turned heel, he really wasn't doing anything at all. No, he was kind of generic. He was just solid a guy. guy. He's a guy they borrowed from all Japan and forgot to return. <laughs> it's like when you take oh, a book my... out of the library and you're just like, oh, I should have returned this in like 2013. Oh, I might as well just keep it now. But he's doing fantastic work right now um, in Los Ingo Bernabales. Uh I've <laughs> enjoyed his matches, mainly with the other Ingo Bernabales. His singles matches haven't been as good, but I don't think I've seen him wrestle Osprey yet, at least not in a one-on-one environment, so this will be a very interesting match, and it will have New Japan booking implications, so that makes it even more exciting. Hmm. I if think it's the, not the a junior of, uh, title match... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say about the, the title, if it is for the title, and there's a chance that it might switch, that would be very exciting. And... If it's not a junior title match, they could potentially use this um, give Osprey a win over Bushi 
um, in his home country to set up a, a title match. Yes, uh, yes. Maybe at the Dome, I guess. That um, would be the next place for it. There's no other title match yeah, shows. Yeah, it's all tag leagues before. now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not that far away. Yes, 2017. Scarily, <laughs> scarily close. Um, so if you were putting money on, who who do you see winning here? I would say Osprey. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Osprey, unless the title's on the line, and then I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty. Um, I, I I mean, has anything like that ever happened before? I don't remember any other uh, Japanese titles certainly changing hands on on British soil. Not in, definitely not in the Bushi Road era. <clears throat> Um, because this isn't airing live, at least on New Japan World, uh, I don't think they do it. Um, but again, I guess it does does come down to whether the title is on the line, and because Bushi still has another defense, they they haven't announced that yet. Um, you can still win cheap, Bushi. I mean, you could miss him. If uh, if Bushi's going over, it won't go on last. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. a that's a definite. Should we move on? Mm-hmm. So, uh, next match is another Los Ingobernables to Japan. I might have said that right for the first time ever. Japan. Los Ingobernables <laughs> de Japan. Is how you say it, Rob. There you go. <laughs> but you haven't gotten there yet, so... <laughs> one day, one day. Um, have you got a hat as well now, Ollie, or are you just with the t-shirt? Oh, I only have I only have the original t-shirt. I don't even have the Dehapon t-shirt. I might, I might have to purchase one. On the day. Is that going to make you more ingobernable? <laughs> I will be very ungovernable on Thursday and Friday. I mean, I'm missing uni, so... <laughs> that, Naito would be proud. I'll put I'll put my uni books under. My, I'll stomp them underfoot <laughs> with my fist raised in the air. That's the spirit. <laughs> um, yeah, these so... uh, lost lost in Garbanables uh, uh, six man tags like trio. Well, the trios and the, the four four on fours have all been very entertaining this year, especially against yeah. Chaos. And they've got uh, like a really good lineup opposite them, uh, with <clears throat> David Starr uh, teaming up with uh, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. Um, I'm so happy for for Tyler and, and Trent Seven getting the chance uh, to shine on uh, on this stage. Uh, I think probably one of the matches I, I've always said like um, the match I'm most looking forward to, but like one of the highest matches that I'm looking forward to is going to be seven and the gatter on night two. I think that's, that's going to be magnificent. Yeah. Um, Tyler, I think this is his debut with Rev Pro, uh, and it's great to see him not only debut, but be immediately thrust into such a, a big, uh, a big match going up against um, three big new Japan talents. Uh, and I can't see him doing anything other than impressing. Um, David Starr came in as a replacement for Haskins, and we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, what are your opinions on him as a as a wrestler? He certainly stood out um, 
during the tag league and pretty much kills it every time he's in WXW. Haven't seen any of his CZW stuff, so I don't know. I don't know a huge amount about him yet, but it'll be interesting to see him live um, on home turf. I've only really seen him in in Germany, um, done a couple of indie shots, but uh, and he's he's a very good wrestler. He's um, great all rounder. I think he'll fit into this match really well. Yeah, yeah he can a... chuck it. He can chuck himself about a lot, and that will be good in the three on three six man environment. He's a way better tag wrestler than singles wrestler, so this is the perfect place to to throw him in. Um, You'd think um, Ingo Bernabeles are getting a getting a win here, uh, especially since two of the the three guys on the British side are debutants, and none of them are really upper carders. Um, seven, the strongest pushed in Repro, um, but this will be a, a strong win for Naito, Evil, and Sonada here. You'd imagine. Mm, I don't. I can't see Naito even losing a match, let alone dropping a fall. So yeah, I can see Star being in there to take a pin. But it'll be exciting to see authentic Ingo Bernabele's action, uh, a true multi-man tag match. Um, I'm looking forward to Evil and his uh, laser pointer fingers. Yes. <laughs> I hope they do the full entrance with oh, Evil his coming out. fantastic. I love his music. I can see why <laughs> they don't want him to come out like with Naito, just because he's like his own. Yeah, he's just in a big so hood. In this... <laughs> We've got this music for him; it's really great. So he can't come out with with Naito. He has to come. Will out he get time. his scythe through customs? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Or will he have to buy one in Britain? <laughs> I mean, they might still be in stock post Halloween, so he may <laughs> be in on luck. The cheap. He get one discount, yeah. Discount scythe. Stock is he supposed to be there. the Grim Reaper? He's it's just supposed to be evil from the, the darkness, darkness world. Everything is evil. But especially him. And his finisher. Well, he's in cap. <laughs> yeah, his finisher's evil. Everything is evil. Says so on his uh, entrance thing. <laughs> he doesn't hide it. Um, yeah, so that that's another match that should be really fun. Um, you could potentially see that being the opener, high-paced, um, six-man action to to kick the show off. And mm, I feel like Naito is the biggest New Japan star. I feel like he'll be above the opener. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's probably true, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and then we get to the the last three singles matches, oh, all of yes. which are. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, apart from maybe the main event, if you watch the last one. Um, <laughs> the last one was good, Rob. Shut up. <sighs> Absolute shade. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> Everyone apart from you <laughs> thought it was good. TJ Hawk didn't. Me and him. T- TJ, TJ is fucking miserable. I have told him this to his face. Well, internet face. <laughs> He's fucking so miserable. Not so he doesn't count. But Yuji Nagata versus Pete Dunne. This was going to be Pete Dunne versus Michael Elgin, which uh, which would have been really fun. But uh, I'm even more excited for Nagata. Uh, he's a guy I'm super excited to see live. Um, and I've been told that he's ten times the wrestler in person that he is um, on tape. And I love him on tape. 
going up against one of my favourite guys on the UK scene, uh, two guys I'm, I'm pretty sure are going to have really good chemistry together. Uh, they're going to work that you know, full-on style. It, it's going to be incredible. I'm Nagata all about this one, match. One of the guys who's going to come in and he's going to try hard. Because yeah. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. He's, he's literally, this is what he's got left now. It's, um, this is like his biggest match of the year. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yeah. He's, he's got two real big matches on these shows. And he gets um, to fight his son. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I'm really hyped for the Nagata matches. I think he's going um, to really impress on these two shows. Very excited for those. Big so, test uh, for Pete as, Dunne as well. As, as good as Michael Elgin is... I think it's a real bonus that Nagata was the replacement. And it might even stick in his throat that he was the replacement, and that might make him uh, <laughs> you know, try even harder. And he's been given two really top-notch opponents as well. Yeah, I don't think Nagata's going to hold much back here. Um, big test for both guys. Like <laughs> Nagata gets to well, try out Pete Dunne and see what he has on offer <laughs> for a potential gig in New Japan and Dunn obviously needs to impress his dad and um, <laughs> prove he's got what it takes. You you calling um, Nagata Pete Dunn's dad is just uh, maybe flashback to uh, that beautiful video package that Nagata had um, prior to his Nakamura match in 2015 where it just focused on his <laughs> kid who was the cutest person in the world. <laughs> it was. It, it made the match, the match being disappointed, the match being so disappointing was was almost overshadowed by how great that the, video. The, the only was. person who thought mm. that match was great was uh, Shinpei Nagami. He was so <laughs> into that match and crying and yeah. shouting justice. We need Shinpei Nagami a... in the audience for this one. <laughs> oh, he'd fucking love it. It's as you said. It's a bit. It's a big test for for Pete Dunne. Um, and if he does impress, Nagata does have a bit of sway. Um, well, yes. Osprey's been trying to get Pete Dunne hired. Yeah, he <laughs> name dropped him as like a guy who he thinks would be good for for New Japan. I wouldn't disagree. And this is how Osprey kind of got his foot in the door last year with yeah. these Global War shows. So. And being recommended by Okada after their match, so potentially Pete Dunne, <laughs> I would say out being, of everyone. Being on these cards is, is a good spot for anyone at the moment. Anytime you get the chance to impress in front of the uh, like New Japan eyes, it's, it's good. Mm. Good for them. <clears throat> on almost any card throughout the whole year, Pete Dunne versus Yuji Nagata would be my most anticipated <laughs> match on the card. Uh, this next one. Manages to top it. Uh, it might be the match that I'm. If you'd have asked me, say a couple of months ago, create a dream match that you're more excited for than any other match you could potentially put together out of active wrestlers. It may have been Chris Hero versus Tomohiro Ishii, and mm -hmm. we're getting to see it in your call. <laughs> I'm really having to lower my expectations. I don't want to be upset in any way, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking like. Just be calm. Just be calm. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a perfectly fine match. And then when I get there, I'm just going to be losing my shit. So uh, it yeah. has a lot of potential. 
even yeah. lo- even lower expectations are just still very high for this one. Like as you say, these are two of the best the best wrestlers in the world, the tippy top tier of guys, and they're just gonna beat the piss out of each other, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> Ishi has has been brilliant every time in the York call so far. So uh, he's he's had some communication issues, uh, specifically with Damo, but um, Hero's worked in Japan uh, quite a lot with uh, pro wrestling Noah, uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he had like a fairly decent grasp on uh, how to communicate with a a Japanese worker. So um, I I think it's gonna be great. I think they're just gonna leather each other. I think once once Ishii knows what he's let himself in for, he should just uh, get into it. Maybe the most incredible thing is as amazingly hyped as I am for this match. Within reason, this could be Hero's second best match of the week. Looking at his match on night two, like if <laughs> if I was putting together dream matches, they may be one and two, because um, he's facing Shibata the next night as well. He is going to be quite sore uh, come the 12th, you'd imagine. These cards are so good. <laughs> How are you considering not going, Ollie? You're, you're insane. I, I I had already booked for night two. Um, Hero, yeah. Ishii, Nagata, Dunn, <laughs> Sabre Jr., Shibata. Yeah, I can't not go to that, can I? Yeah, you, yeah you might have to. Buy your tickets now. Just we'll, we'll stop the podcast. Go go buy them. <laughs> um, yeah, that and that's not even going to be the main event. You'd imagine uh, the main event is a rematch from Summer Sizzler. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they those shows have all kind of merged into one in my mind. I guess the Vader one was kind of separate, but they they kind of rattle off the York Hall shows for a little bit there. Uh, there's been a bit of a gap, and then they're hitting us with this. Um, well, well, I, I don't agree with, with the um, first match. Um, I, I, I didn't agree with your uh, analysis of the first match, uh, Rob, but these two, if they're going on last after this card, they're going to have to do something pretty fucking special because they're going to have to follow... At least three of the matches that are going to be before them are going to be really, really good. Um, it's going to be tough for them to follow that, and they're, they're going to have to really step the game up. Pressure's on. Um, yeah, it's they had a really good match last time, but if they they've got a if they want to have the best match on this show. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to have to pull out all the stops. That, that should always be the aim. If you're the main event, you should be heading for best match yes. on, the, on the card that you got the be best the chance to be the best match yeah and it's going to be tough for him <laughs> it is indeed but they have a bit of chemistry now um, they can build off their previous match uh, you know they're both badasses so <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I same, think same they may well be able to change an attitude could well help him because they're more likely to kind of go, uh, you know, hell for leather in this one. It won't probably won't be quite so. Uh, um, it was the first match was more uh, technical, especially in the first half. I think you might see more strikes here. Uh, it depends if Saber goes in with the. <coughs> if Saber goes in with the uh, with the kind of attitude that he had in the 
uh, last like 10 minutes of the, the match with Jeff Cobb, uh, then we could see something really special. Yeah. Uh, Sabre really destroyed Cobb with kicks at the end. You could see things going very violent if because uh, Shibata won't lie down and take that shit <laughs> he ain't just going to lie back and take it he's going to fire back as as much as I was underwhelmed by their previous match I am still excited for these two guys because at the end of the day it is Sabre Jr it is Shibata and they have an incredible match in them for me it didn't come out last time but Hopefully, second time's lucky. Yeah, well, I like the first match anyway, but I think this one has potential to be even better. Should we move on to night two? And um, where are we again, Rob? Uh, Walthamstow? Walthamstow. That right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there we go. I should probably look up where this is relatively soon so I can start <laughs> planning how I'm going to get there. But uh, Yeah, I kind of I guess... got a hotel that's in between the two. Everywhere's okay. on the tube, right? Right. Yes, yeah, Walthamstow Common, I believe, is the tube station. It's pretty close. See, we we can guide you to uh the place as well as t- tell you about the card. <laughs> Double your money on this podcast, this free podcast. <laughs> so it's worth nothing twice. Yes, exactly. two times zero is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Math lessons too. Oh, it's we you getting everything. So night two in, in Walthamstow. On November the 11th. Um, so you're definitely at this one, Ollie. Yes. Good. Tickets booked for this already. <laughs> um, I think I'm in the front row. For this. I think. <laughs> this is I'm not sure where I, I am. I think. <laughs> for it was a long time ago before. that we bought the tickets. Yes, I am. Block B, row 1, seat 13. Nice. So I have no idea what the venue's like inside, so I was like, okay, let's see how close we can get. So are you excited to be front row for a few of these matches? <laughs> yeah, all of these matches? All of them. Um, yes. I may not shave between now and then so I can get a, like a decent handshake off Trent Seven. <laughs> you can stroke your beard as Evil does. Wait, he, uh, he, he saves up the... The, the big special handshakes for, for guys with the stashes. <laughs> a <laughs> special you... handshake from Trent Seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can always get a handshake off him because he, he shakes hands with as many people as he can. I wonder how many people he's actually shook hands with this year. I hope he washes his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially after the um, he did a spot on um, a Fight Club Pro uh, show that I was at uh, where he, he stuck his hand into his trunks. Uh, mm. And fished around in, inside for a while, and he was wrestling against Pete Dunn. And he then kind of got Pete to do the hand biting spot, and he was ill. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was wonderfully disgusting. Okay, let's uh, let's start with uh, what's so we think probably uh, Bushi and Evil against uh, Garrett and Redmond is going to be on first. Uh, is that for the tag titles? Do we know? Uh, it could be. Uh, I don't think they've announced it as that, though. They did that with um, uh, the Revolutionists, didn't they, against uh, Tenkoji last year? And No, it wasn't with Tenkoji, it was with Bullet Club. 
they were having the tag title match, which ended in a disqualification, and it was the best match on the show. And everyone got up for the Bullet Club, because yay, the Bullet Club. You've been sarcastic, bro. <laughs> they, they've done well for themselves. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, now they're shit on TV in America. Yeah. Instead of being shit in front of like 2,000 people. It's a real step. I, I don't think this match will be shit, though. Neither of these yes, teams no, are shit. No, it should be really good. Uh, Evil, I think he's going to have real strong chemistry with Redman. I think they're going to smack each other around. Ooh. That's something I haven't thought about, but yeah, that's that's, that's a bit of a sneaky horse battle right there. Oh, yeah. They're both kind of on the small side, but both, you know, very well built. Evil and then, likes, to, yeah. likes to batter his opponents, and uh, Redman can take a bump. It, weird thing about Joel Redman. I was watching uh, a match like earlier uh, tonight um, from, I think it was, uh, say IPW UK uh, from seven years ago. And it was a tag match with uh, Skull and Sabre against uh, Redman and Haskins. And like they all look so young and different. Like, they all look completely different. Apart yeah. from Joel Redman, who looks exactly the same. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> changed in seven years. Uh, I think he, he may have been at the Fountain of Youth. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a real good um, uh, one-on-one uh, stuff with Evil in there. Um, if anything, I think Bushi might be the, the weak link. Ooh, you're down on Bushi, I can tell. I, but... I am a little bit at the moment, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see if this weekend can turn it around. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to seeing him. He, he's uh, he is a good wrestler. He's just had a couple of mm-hmm. matches that I didn't really get into. Yeah. When you when you put in that big spot, like I was saying about the the main event on the first show. So like when you're in that that big main event spot, you're just gonna have to deliver in it. Otherwise, you, you it doubles um, like the 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 importance of the match. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, when you're in that spot, when you're in that main event spot, if you have a bad match, it's amplified. Yeah. Whereas if you have a good match, it's mean. also amplified because of the the importance of going on last. And I think he struggled with that. So being in a tag match at the start of a show should be no problem for him. Uh, after that, uh, we've got Hodmer versus Galloway. Old Drew Galloway. <laughs> a very unique matchup. Yeah, I didn't see that one uh, coming. I, when I saw they put Drew on these shows, I was actually quite excited because um, uh, I think he get, he's underused in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Like he's such a he's a big name talent, and he's a great talent, and you just never see him around really. But when he that means that when he does pop up, it is it feels really special. And you say that, but like they've just kind of thrown him in there with, I mean, you'd say <laughs> with Honda, Honda, yeah. the, the, the low man on the. On the New Japan totem pole of guys that they've sent mm. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he beats Homma, then they maybe they will use him going forward a bit more. I hope so. I've really been enjoying Galloway's work this this year. Um, he's been the one of the few bright spots for TNA. Um, he's been doing some really great stuff in Evolve, um, and I, I really feel that this has been the year where he's kind of found found his way of working as a big man on the indies rather than just working not working to his size as he kind of was when he first moved over to the indies um i guess that's partly due to being being in wwe for so long where he wasn't necessarily the bigger guy in 
the majority of his matches. Eh, he's probably still just about bigger than a few, but um, where, whereas on the, the indies, he is, apart from on a few rare occasions, far bigger than his opponents, and he's really found found himself this year. Um, these two, hopefully, will just really lever each other, and it will be great. Um, after that, we've got Yuji Nagata going against Trent Seven. This is another match I'm really excited for. I, I, I realise I am kind of saying that for every single match on these <laughs> cards, um, but that's just because I'm really, really excited for these cards. Um, well, this is one of the latest ones to be named, so I, I feel like because it was named so late in the day, it's the one that's really caught my eye. Whereas like Hero and Ishii, we've known about it for a while. I've been excited for it for a while. The Liger matches I've known about for a while. But then this coming in at, at like a, a late juncture, I'm, I'm suddenly find myself more excited about this than anything else. Like if they announced something on the day that was completely different, maybe I'd get more excited about that. I don't know. But um, I think it's a great chance for, for Trent Seven. And uh, this could be uh, like the sneaky best match of the weekend. Uh I say weekend. It's not a weekend, is it? Double shot. Double shot. I think. Yeah. Is is this a chance for Trent Seven to possibly impress New Japan people? Like, <laughs> it seems like an outside shot, but he is the kind of like wrestler that they look for. Is does he have any chance of potentially scoring a New Japan role, or is that just a pipe dream? It'd be a long shot, but um, that doesn't mean it can't happen. If there's one thing I've learned from wrestling this year, it's that you, you know you you can um, <clears throat> you have to expect the unexpected. Mm. Like at the start of the year, did any of us see uh, Jack Gallagher in WWE before the end True. of the year? <laughs> so it's unlikely, but he works the style. Um, it's not unreasonable to to suggest that he has a shot. He's a little more advanced in age than many of the, the UK guys, but he's still got plenty left in the tank, as it were. Um, you, I, he'd do well there, I'm pretty sure. And um, it, it's wonderful how it's worked out because Yuji Nagata may be the perfect person for Seven to go against stylistically. Mm. Um, while I'm sure he'd have great matches with. Uh, Okada or Tanahashi or Ishii Shibata. Just there's just something about Nagata and Seven where you just you almost know it's gonna click. Um, at risk of cursing it horribly, it it, it just feels <laughs> like a match that's just was meant to be. Um, and you know that it's come around after Elgin had to be pulled. Um, it that doesn't take away anything from it. I. As you as you said, this is another match where I'm, um, it definitely top five of the weekend, uh, which sounds low. Again, I said weekend double shot. Um, it sound that sounds low, but with the the level of stackness of these cards, <laughs> that's uh, that's really that up word? there. Yeah, stackness. people know what I mean. It's a neat. It, it's a word that can only apply to. These sets of shows. <laughs> it reeks of stacktitude. No? Okay. <laughs> Is that what the young people are saying now? 
the trendy no, youths. Like Edge and Christian era, like <laughs> 15 years ago. Like Osprey? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what the, the young people should be into instead of uh, all these, all this rap and rock and, and roll. Hoops and which I, yeah. Zemo. <laughs> Pac Man video games. And Osprey's going to show a thing or two about the younger generation to Liger, I feel. Um, they've had a match before flips. in... That's what he's going to show. He's going to show him flips. They've had a match before in Super Juniors, which was kind of a short match in front of, like, 100 people. It's about, it's about <laughs> 10 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, it wasn't, like, a major match in Super Juniors or anything. It didn't main event the show. Um, so they have a little bit of chemistry from that, and I feel this is their chance to have a really awesome match. Again, this could sneak on last, seeing as um, like a headlined uh, last year and Osprey. I believe they've headline. announced the main event is Naito and Sonata versus the leaders, but this could okay. certainly go that's, on. That's the other one. <laughs> first half this main one, event. It, or... Yeah, probably. WWE just had a triple main event, so. And run their main events first and go backwards through the card. Yeah, it's true. I actually enjoyed that concept. Like, let's put the main event on first. So when uh, Hell in a Cell rolled around, I actually watched the main event first and it made the show a lot better. <laughs> I think we'll be onto something. But yeah, like Liger and Osprey, oh, that's going to be good. Uh, there's going to be like flips and stretches and stuff and it's going to be really, really great. What do we think about Osprey's new hairdo? It's bad. I, I haven't even seen it. I've not yet prepared a, a take. He looks like Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, I don't know who that is. Um... <laughs> Which probably isn't a good thing. What, I don't know who that is? Uh, but he looks like him. <laughs> Depending on your uh, political allegiances. Generally not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a reference that's gone over my head as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> a yeah. British journalist, entrepreneur, public speaker, and technology editor for Breibart News, a conservative news and opinion-based website in the United States. Well, the more you know. <laughs> in the Wikipedia picture, he has black hair. It's, uh... So, yeah. So he's not a wrestler, <laughs> then. <laughs> Not a wrestler. Right, Not a wrestler, okay. never heard of him. There you go. Well, I, I'm very much on the button with yeah, what you, people you, know. You've got your finger <laughs> on the, the society's pulse. <laughs> yes. But yeah, lots of flips, lots of stretches by either party, and should be a damn good time. Yeah, uh, we kind of mentioned it um, a bit on the, the scale match, but you, this definitely feels like the one that's going to be Liger's all-out performance of the double shot. Um, and... When, like he showed last year, when he does go all out, he's still got a very good match in him, uh, and I think Osprey's a good opponent for that. <laughs> so yeah, yet another match that I'm very excited for. Um, as is the next match, Ishii versus Dunn. Uh, oh. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Bowden versus Ishii was really, really, really good. Subbing in Dunn for Bowden 
it's just a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, are we all kind of of the opinion that Dunn is better than Bodum? Yeah. I, yes. I like Bodum a lot, but Dunn is, at the very least, more advanced. I think Dunn, Dunn has benefited from from working in a lot of different places because he's worked all over the place. Bodum, mm-hmm. less so. Where has Bodum gone? It feels like he's fallen off the face of the earth I, I on these cards. <laughs> I assume he's working for Dixon because where else would he be? RevPro announced that he was gonna be coming, making his return at a, a recent show. Portsmouth, wasn't it? Is it Portsmouth or Broxbourne or something like that? Um, One of them. Let's check. One of them southern shows. He's facing Eddie Dennis in Sittingbourne. Sittingbourne, that's the one. Um, so that's on the sixth uh, on one of their smaller shows. He does seem to have fallen off the face of the earth a little, but I guess when you're bringing in so many outside names, some people do have to drop off. Um, mm. He's yeah, maybe been cycled out a little. It's, it's okay for him to not be here at the moment. You, you look at the cards, and I think it's benefited from not having to shoehorn certain guys into there. <coughs> Gideon. <coughs> <laughs> I love Gideon Gray, but yeah, he, he doesn't belong on this card. No. Um, Pete Dunn does, though. Yes. Pete Dunn definitely does. That's what I'm saying about these cards. It's like I think they've tried a lot harder to to have a, a top to bottom card that is going to be great, rather than just have a couple of big matches and then just kind of shoehorn all the uh, the, the normal rev pro guys in there. So they do have some of them on the cards, but like Eden Shah's only on the one night. Keeping I think it's going to benefit uh, your call. His uh, your call streak alive. Are we saying he's been on every York Hall show? Yes, I think it's just him and Osprey have been on every everyone. Okay. So, yeah, Ishii and Dunn, that's going to be great. It, <laughs> it's almost getting boring now that we're just going, <laughs> yeah, that's another singles yeah. match on the card. It's <laughs> another New Japan guy who's really good versus another British guy who's really good. Yeah. Pete Dunn is going to go all out here. Like He's just going to like <laughs> throw himself into a sheet. Yeah. I think he's going to want to prove this There's... is his house. Yeah. There, there are going to be many forearms and many aching jewels after this. It's going to be great. I'm not sure which match between Nagata and Ishii I'm looking forward to more from Pete Dunn, but I'm really looking forward to both of them. So I... Mm-hmm. I'd say Ishii just because Ishii is just my fave. But... Yeah, I'm kind of leaning <laughs> towards this match, and then you've got Trent Seven and Nagata as well. I kind of yeah. prefer the lineup on night two slightly. Yeah, um, I'd probably agree. I'd probably agree. Although the venue may be, I, I guess that's more of a variable factor. Well, we know York Hall is tremendous for, to watch wrestling in. Um, we're not entirely sure what. Uh, Venue name that I can't remember. Walthamstow. <laughs> That's the place. What's the the venue name? It's uh, the Walthamstow Assembly Assembly Hall. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, doors are at um, six thirty. Is that earlier than usual? 
Maybe. I um, don't know. I'm not usually in the pub just beforehand, so it's whenever they tell when... us we have to go in queue. <laughs> whenever someone else <laughs> takes us there. Follow the crowd. Um, yeah. So if it's an assembly hall, it might not be quite as well suited to your call yeah. uh, as your call is. So that might slightly put that card uh, over. But yeah, on paper, this this uh, show is at least just as good as the other one, uh, if not better. And that's saying something when the previous show has Chris Hero versus Ishion. It's got Bushi versus Osprey. Uh, it's got Sabre Jr., Shibata, uh, Nagata, done. But this one does perhaps even top that. And we've still uh, got two matches to go <laughs> to talk about on it. Um, including the match I'm probably most looking forward to of the whole double shot. Um, Shibata versus Hero. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> this is if a treat. I'm still alive after witnessing Hero Ishii, then Shibata Hero may kill me. <laughs> sheer joy. Sorry, I'm quiet there. I was looking at pictures of the uh, Walthamstow Assembly Hall. <laughs> is it a suitable uh, coliseum for Shibata versus Hero? Uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, ceiling's not too high, but it's high enough, if you know what I mean. You know, the, <laughs> the, the sound won't escape into the ceiling, because it's not that tall, but it's not so low <laughs> that you, you're going to catch your feet on it if you do a flip. Um, uh, it's got a, like a balcony at the back. It kind of looks like a like your call with the side shaved off. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they set it up. Yes, we're we're, we're all kind of looking at pictures now, um, which is obviously great audio, but it does look, at the very least, better than the Reading. No, not Reading. Was it Reading? Yes, it the Reading venue. You're right. Um, it was that just a sports hall, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, which was not a great venue for Global Wars um, last year, um, despite a very good card. <laughs> Um, it, that show wasn't really bl a blow away, maybe part, partly at least due to the venue. Um, this one looks better, hopefully, touch wood. Um, it would be a real shame if a match as good as Shibata Hero got ruined by a, by a venue, but, um... I, I don't think I'll be paying attention to the venue when that uh, <laughs> match starts. It's, um... Mm. It's kind of hard to describe how I feel about the uh, the uh, process of watching uh, Shibata versus Hero, but it's <laughs> th there will be like a an anxious wait uh, between now and November the eleventh, and during which time all I'll be thinking about is how great that match is going to be. Are these the best two strikers in wrestling? They they've got to be up there. I would say so. I think it's pretty much probably the, the two guys who you feel would legitimately just murder you if you got into a fight with them. Yeah. 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 Very excited for that one. Elbows, and what amazes me is that they, they managed to book Hero versus Ishii on night one, <laughs> and then kind of outdo themselves on night two <laughs> with Hero's opponent, which is fucking ridiculous. H um, Hero could cement some sort of wrestler of the year. 
uh, resume with these two matches if they <laughs> if he crushes it. But he's already up there, isn't he? He's already in the running. He is, but this could put and him Sh- over the Shibata top. would be in the running if he hadn't got so badly injured having fucking great matches. <laughs> Shibata's had uh, the most compelling year story-wise, I would say, but maybe not from a pure match perspective. Yeah. But... I mean, trouble is, he, he kind of broke himself with the Ishii matches right at the start of the year. <laughs> and it hasn't and... helped himself. Well, he's never Red recovered Dragon. from that. He's no, still uh, injured. Dads. <laughs> This is, this is the price you pay for um, for being the best in wrestling. You are going to get hurt. It's just a case of when and how seriously. Is is Chris Hero putting together um, a uh, a resume for Bushi Road potentially? A return to maybe not Noah, but maybe New Japan with these matches. I'd love to see it. Um... <laughs> I'd love for him to be in G One next year. I don't think that's It'd be beautiful. an outside shot, though. I think that's something that could genuinely happen. Because who else is there that's uh, an outsider that they can bring in like they have done with Elgin and... Um, uh, oh, my mind's got completely blank. Who was the the big gaijin they brought in this year? They didn't, didn't did they? They, uh, <laughs> they brought in Noah guys instead. Adam okay. Cole. That's probably one. <laughs> I don't think he was in it, was he? He wasn't. No, in he wasn't. Oh, no. That's why I'm drawing a blank then, because there, yeah, there, there were only four Gaijins in G1, and they were all <laughs> native. Right. <laughs> Cut all that out. Um... Just get get rid of it. <laughs> all right, we we're looking at the big outsider that they brought in the past two years. You had Elgin two years ago, and and this year you had uh, Marafuji. So, if they're looking at someone and Noah guys aren't available because it's been sold to somebody else, then they could do no worse than Hero, really. Yeah. Um, it'd be incredible to see him there, um, but even if that doesn't happen, these are probably the two matches that I would have most wanted to happen. So if we're only getting mm. two Hero versus New Japan matches, um, we've got a pretty good selection here. That's a good point. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, and there's, a, there's another match. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see if Hero picks up any wins, um, both for his future going forward in Rev Pro, but also if they give him a win over an Ishii or a Shibata, maybe that is an indication of something. Um, well, Shibata will be the never champion um, going in here. He's you, not losing to if it was coming, it would be against Ishii. Um, yeah. Even with Ishii, the outcome... Ishii's job proof. Yeah. He, he's, even as champion, he always managed to be an underdog. Because he was almost, his shoulder was almost always a few centimeters away from falling off completely. <laughs> so taking a loss here or there doesn't seem to hurt him whatsoever. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if he beats Shibata though, Hero, because um, that would suggest some sort of long-term thing with New Japan going on. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, New Japan has that much sway over the... But they probably say, like, this guy can't lose. But generally, I don't think they turn around and go, well, this guy wins, this guy wins. I think it's kind of left up to Red Pro. Okay. But you'd, you'd yeah. think they would protect Shibata a little more since he is a champion. Yeah, we we were saying that about, like... Um, when he wrestled Sabre last time, but he lost. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Um, And then we're on to what we we think is the main event? Has that been confirmed? I think it was announced as the main event, yeah. Um, The tag main event, uh, Sabre Jr. and Skrull, the leaders, teaming up uh, in their first big tag match that they've had in a while despite that kind of being the angle for a while, uh, going up against um, Oli, I'll let, I'll let you do it since you enjoy it so much Naito Isenada Los Ingobernables de Japón there we go um, I imagine this will be uh, a win for, for the leaders uh, with Sonata taking the fall but mm, really less. just they Unless... do the, um, the whole Skull and Sabre implode thing. It's we been being been teased for a while. Well, I, yeah, I've been saying <laughs> this since fucking uh, January, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally all year. It has to happen sooner or later, so I want to be, you know, getting the, the voice in there and saying, I told you it'd happen. <laughs> the one show where you don't say it's going to happen is where it will happen. Yeah. It's probably going to be like January or something and I'm, I won't be available and it'll happen then. They're not going to let you call it. Nah, clearly. Yeah. So it's not happening here because I've called it. <laughs> Which may mean it will happen here. Stay tuned to find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it should be a good match anyway. So it, it's four, it four really good, talented guys. Um, and it's incredible that a, a match with Naito Sonada... Skrull and Sabre Jr. isn't a match that's grabbing our attention on this card, but that's just how good the card is. Um, it's probably my number so... five most anticipated match on the night. Yeah. <laughs> on a seven-match card. Which ridiculous. Um, but at the same time, the standard is so high from all four wrestlers in this match that, you, you know, they're it's it could be easily a four star match, and I don't think people would be surprised in any way, shape, or form. Um, um, as as a main event, it it will be what I imagine a, a great accumulation to the to the two days of action, but not necessarily something we're looking at and going, yeah, that's going to be the top top match on this weekend. It could definitely deliver, though. Which is, you could say that about a lot of the matches on these shows. You, you, you're never quite sure which one of these matches is going to be the mm. the breakout uh, star match of the of the of the double shot. But there's so many potential ones. It could be, but it, yeah, guaranteed to be at least two or three of them, but will be very, very highly rated. Very excited. Like both these cards just scream potential show of the year contenders. <laughs> From quality standpoints, they they're yeah. incredible. Um, it's it's so exciting that they're happening, 
you know, in Britain, very close by. <laughs> like, they could, they, they could have done this in Ring of Honor, they could have done this, <laughs> um, well, maybe not this exact card, but, like, this kind of stacked card going on for it to happen in Britain. It's pretty I awesome. ROH have had a chance to put together cards of this quality with the New Japan talent yeah. that was available, and they haven't yeah. done it. They've not done anything on paper that's as good as these shows are on paper. I think that speaks volumes for, for Rev Pro and the, the really, really strong year they're having. They, last time we really talked about Rev Pro in detail, we weren't necessarily all aboard the hype train. Um, the, I guess their last big show never even got released. Um, in the Osprey Dunn rematch, um, which I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. I think they may have somewhat of a problem with releasing their shows from, uh, uh, with that Reading. They're not no, exactly that's quick when it comes to releasing shows, though. It's strange because for the for the very big shows like these ones, they they generally are. They're generally like yeah, two, two or three days, but. Anything else, you you have no idea when it's coming out. It could be a month down the line. It could be six months down the line. We've still never seen Styles Haskins, um, and that happened what late twenty fourteen. Um, I, I really would have liked to see that. I'm yeah, told that it it is in theory still on the production line, but you know that'll be our last battle of Atlanta, but probably actually good. <laughs> Um. <laughs> the Haskins styles, <laughs> which uh, has a lot more value now. <laughs> what with everything that's going on with Haskins? Quite. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> um, but these shows look set to hit it out the park, and then everyone will be all aboard the Rev Pro train again. I imagine because, I mean, just look at these cars. How could they not? How could you not fall in love with a company like that? Even if they do main event with Vader for stupid reasons, I think the cockpit shows have been really good all year. Mm. Yeah. So that they they've been bubbling under in terms of like quality production that they've been putting out good matches on those shows. It's just maybe they haven't had enough eyes on them. Certainly lost a little bit of faith in Red Pro after the Vader debacle. Um... I think it's fair to call it that after like what we know about uh, the Vader booking and how he did exactly what everyone thought he would do. Um, what but yeah, is, it was him that fucking did it. It's like he <laughs> he rang uh, Osprey and was like, "Let's put let's have a match." <laughs> I'll put you over, and then oh no, wait, no. You're fucking sixty-one, pal. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't seen Osprey uh, doing the shoot on on that, it's uh, you got to watch it. But the cockpit shows have been really good. Definitely, they've they've released a proper schedule for their 2017 cockpit shows. I think they're going to try and make them more of a thing. They've been releasing yeah, them quicker, although like still a, not quick enough. Season tickets for them or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I saw that. So. I think, think like after this weekend, things will be looking up for Rev Pro. They've had a difficult couple of months, but hoping that easily, everything comes cool. together well here. You can easily see them sneaking back into the prestigious Britty Award promotion yes. of the year contender conversation. I, I discussed this with uh, Ian and Dan last week. Uh, 
potential Britty award-winning candidates, and RevPro was not high on their lists, but <laughs> we'll they're going to need after. a strong finish to the year. But looking at these cards, I think they're going to have one. Yeah, this is these are the two shows that are going to make all the difference. If they're as good as they look like they're going to be, they could be right back in the mix. So I think we're about done with Global Wars UK. Um, cool. Tickets are still available, I think, for both shows. Not not a lot for, for either, but um, by the time this comes out, that may no longer be true, but I very much recommend um, going live because last year the cards weren't even... The cards weren't even at the level of this. They were great, but they weren't quite this level. Uh, and it was an absolutely incredible experience. Um, so if you can make it, do. Um, and you can see us there too. Uh, but don't let oh. that dissuade you. Yeah, so World of Sport uh, used to be um, ITV's uh, Saturday afternoon uh, sports program. Um, in in the UK, we basically have the, the same kind of sport obsession that the rest of the world has. Um, only ITV's uh, World of Sport also incorporated professional wrestling. Um, so for some 30 years... We had wrestling on TV on a Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, uh, and we only had three channels at the time, so that's a pretty big deal. You'd have uh, quite a large market share. Uh, a lot of the guys that were involved at the time uh, were household names. Uh, big Daddy was known by literally everyone. It wasn't just uh, uh, like you look at the popularity of somebody like John Cena nowadays. Like everybody knows who he is. It was like that, only he was even bigger a star um it's kind of hard to, to put over how famous he was without actually being there uh so world of sport was a, a real big deal for wrestling fans um and it got cancelled in uh the mid 80s let's see if i can get a date 1985 it got cancelled um they basically got rid of the uh, uh the format and it was gone um so we're looking at 30 years away for, for World of Sport. Um, but ITV have decided they want to do uh, like a reboot. I, I assume this is a one-off, but if it works, if it gets ratings, then they might carry on doing it going forward. Mm. It's it's supposed it's supposed to be part of the Christmas schedule, I think, like it's, this It's down pilot. for either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, depending on who you listen to. Yeah, and I've heard it described as a pilot as well, so very much does seem at most just dipping their toes back in to, to see if there is any level of interest. <laughs> I'm really pleased that uh, the Brit Rest has gotten so good again that uh, TV has actually reached out to it instead of mm. us, instead of like Brit Rest having to reach out to television, which they tried to for fucking years after World of Sport got cancelled. And like nobody was interested um, to, to have ITV actually turn around to wrestling and go, we want you back. It's kind of nice. How much of it do you think it is them seeing 
wrestling growing even moderately, or how much do you is it just member berries and going member water sport? Um, I'm hoping that whoever has gotten involved in this and the guy. I don't know if this is an alarm bell kind of thing, but the the producer for it, uh, what's his name, uh, Rob Forsyth, I think. Um, if you look at his Twitter, it's like everything on his Twitter is uh, ICW. Oh, like all the way down. <laughs> but um, obviously they can't do that product on television. Certainly not if they're going to run it anytime like before the watershed, which I think they will. It's it's very much. Uh, uh, a kids orientated show yeah um then it's not going to be anything like that so i don't know if um it's just a case of he's gone to uh these icw shows and gone like uh, this is a really good product there's a lot of great wrestlers out there and then he's pitched it to to itv and they've gone okay um i think it depends how it plays out uh there are no wrestling people like behind this product You've got um, Alex Shane is there doing commentary, but he's there because they've seen him doing commentary. He's not there as uh, a booker or anything. Um, so the, there is a concern that there's no wrestling mind behind it. Um, we all know that things go badly when that is the case. Um, that said, it is just a one-off at the moment, and if it did catch on and get a more uh, regular spot, then hopefully they'd be able to bring somebody in to kind of, uh, you know, book or write storylines that were uh, more in line with what we we want from wrestling as opposed to what ITV wants to present. I, I, I have worries about the show being all like gladiators and shit, and hopefully it's not. Um... ITV can't be trusted at all. Uh, but if we, we get to see some wrestling on TV and it's good, then it's more eyes on uh, on the British scene. That could only be a good thing. The um, By all reports, the, the live event, that uh, the taping that recently took place, um, the, the ticket situation or the, the invite situation as it was, was an absolute disaster. Um, yeah. They basically invited way more people than they were ever planning on letting in. Um, so when they turned up, not all of them got in. Some yeah. some of those people had driven think, like several hours, camped outside or whatever. I think the problem they had there is they, they did not know how popular it was going to be. They had an, uh, an inkling, otherwise it wouldn't be they wouldn't be recording it at all. But they didn't know how, how many people were going to turn up. But surely after they sent out enough invites, they should have stopped sending out invites rather than... I guess you said there's no guarantee those people are <laughs> going to turn up because it's not like they bought a ticket. It's It was literally yeah, like yeah. A, an allocation. It was, there was no charge. They just wanted an audience. Uh, so at uh, the uh, end is, of the day, this, they're losing nothing. But it's, Is this normal practice for, um, it is for like television. TV shows yeah. to like oversell or over-invite their shows? Yeah. I've I've never been to a a taping of a show. Um, Supposedly that, um, especially that is the for case. pilots, especially for pilots and one-offs. When when you've got a more regular series, they will start selling tickets, um, or things I've been to 
have anyway. Um, but it's not un unusual for for television pilots to to work like this. Um, it's just an unusual, I guess, from a, a wrestling point of view. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's kind of weird from from where we're sat because uh, we're not used to television. But um, yeah, it's pretty much normal for for TV. But uh, a lot of the complaints came from not only that they did invite too many people and some people missed out, but they didn't tell them what was happening. Um, there was a lot of confusion, terrible communication, and all that. And as bad as all that was, and how horrible it must have been to you know make make the trip over to. Uh, I can't remember where were they being recorded in Manchester. Manchester, Manchester. yeah. Uh, to make the trip over to Manchester and then not get to see any wrestling. On the bright side, we're going to see you know Zach Gibson versus El Ligero on ITV, which is, yeah. uh, <laughs> go back a few months. That's that's incredible to hear. Um, that's another thing at the start of the year. If if you told me World of Sport was coming back, and, <laughs> and you'd, we'd have. Zach Gibson versus El Aguero on ITV on New Year's Eve, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. That's not going to happen. <laughs> All I can hope for is a show that I wouldn't be embarrassed to show my family or my friends and be like, eh, look, it's wrestling. <laughs> I guarantee you my mother tells me about it. <laughs> guarantee you. But that can only be a good thing. you know. The, the, the more people that are aware that there's wrestling... Mm. So, there are people out there who don't have a clue that there's a UK indie scene that watch WWE every single yeah, week. Yeah. They just haven't got a clue what's going on out there. Not not a clue. I work with a guy who, uh, who only watches WWE. Um, and I can't understand it at all, but he hasn't got the internet. So like, how how is he going to see that there's other promotions out there? So this is a chance for him to see some UK talent. So, it, like I say, it if, can only be good. Even if it's only it, it only is a one-off, which hopefully it isn't, because uh, it would be great exposure for the UK indie scene. Um, if it can convert even even a few extra fans from from being um, just just so they're aware of the UK indie scene, if it can get a, a fan or two of El Ligero and Zach Gibson, and then. Uh, they they happen to wander past a poster and go, oh, I know that guy. I saw him on ITV, and it pulls in a few more fans. That can only be a good thing. Yeah, and it's it's obviously going to be good for the boys because they'll be able to make more money off it. If you you're a big enough name to go on a poster, then you're a draw. And if uh, you know the smaller promotions start drawing in uh, uh, fans based on the world of sport guys, then more power to them. As long as it isn't. As long as it isn't a pile of shit, I think we're on to a winner. As long as it isn't celebrity wrestling, <laughs> which was the last ITV foray into the world of wrestling. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Me neither. I mean, I was like six, so I can be <laughs> forgiven for watching it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we got a we got a few more relatively quick topics we want to want to blaze through before we get to the Haskins situation. Uh, the first of which is uh, what culture pro wrestling um, are going to be debuting in London, uh, November 9th, which is uh, just so happens to be the day before um, the, the two global war shows. Um, while the two global war shows have cards that 
blow everyone away just from looking at them. Uh, the What Culture London show barely even have a card yet. Um, they have Osprey versus Kirby announced, and probably El Ligero versus Marty Skrull, but it may also end up being uh, Ligero versus Amin or Gabriel Kidd. Um, but you'd imagine Skrull is winning that, that fan vote there, uh, assuming it isn't gimmicked, which is sometimes a, a dangerous assumption we, in wrestling. You, you can't see the results on the website. <laughs> so I, I voted for Skrull. <laughs> And you couldn't see the results at all. It just said thanks for your vote, and it was like, uh, okay. That might just be because they don't want to like spoil it um, before they, they're ready to announce fair. it. But it's not it's not a good sign. Um, that's for sure. But if it's um, gimmick, so it is skill, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed Osprey vs. Kirby the first time around in What Culture. It's been my the favourite match I've seen from from the promotion so far. Uh, so when this does pop up on uh, YouTube on their loaded show, uh, I will definitely be watching it. But uh, I can't say I'll be making the trip down to London a day earlier to to check this show out. Um, I. I know that's the case for Ollie, but uh, Arn, you are actually going to be going to this show, right? Uh, yeah, I've got a ticket and everything. Um, it does help. I, I figured, like, I'm. Well, I didn't have a ticket for the, the last World Culture show I went to. I just turned up because I can do that sometimes. But. Um, <laughs> Big uh, deal, Arn. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, I, um, I figured, like, if I'm going to go down to London anyway then I might as well go down a day earlier and watch another show. <laughs> I just love the graps. Um, did you hear what Andy Quilden had to say about um, uh, what culture running in London the day before Global Wars? Enlighten me. Um, well, he was, on, uh, he was on a podcast talking about it, and um, he referred to them as cheeky fuckers. Because <laughs> 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 they'd... Um, and this is weird for me because like Quilden's not like a sweary guy. No, I don't think he swore in the entire rest of the podcast. But um, yeah, he called them cheeky fuckers, and he got told by them that they wouldn't run London. And they, then after they said they were going to run London, they said it's going to be on the other side of the city. It's going to be nowhere near you. And then when they announced where it was, it's like twenty minutes away from <laughs> from your call. Um, I'd although, say that's pretty cheeky. Central London's. So it is the other side of the river, I think. Um, I should probably know because I'm going to fucking show it. Uh, it's at the Coronet Theatre, uh, New Kent Road. So I think that's south of the river. Progress didn't seem best pleased either. Uh, there were a few they, tweets about... Yeah, they didn't um, seem very happy about it. Promotions built with love uh, compared to promotions built with uh, website clicks. Hits or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I really yeah, saw that. something like that. Um, I do seem to kind of be in somewhat of the minority, and I don't really necessarily see the huge problem. Um, it's not like ICW haven't done the exact same thing already. Yeah, that that was very funny when Mark Dallas started having um, making pot shots at uh, at uh, what culture uh, when he's done the exact same thing. 
<laughs> and the weird part is that the one company that what culture have tried to avoid running the same buildings and the same uh, dates as is icw that's the one company they've tried to stay on good terms with specifically and it hasn't worked you can't you, you guess you just can't please some people can you like i guess some people see this as as them piggybacking off the the you the New York Hall shows. Well, they definitely which, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that timing isn't an accident. But at the same time, it's getting the wrestlers more work. Um, I really feel that What Culture Pro Wrestling is probably drawing more people to the UK indie scene. Because um, a lot of the fans that are going to these What Culture shows aren't fans that are going to your fight club pros or your even your progressors or your rev pros. And it's familiarizing them with, you know, your Ospreys and your Kirby's of the world. And they then may, might see um say Osprey on a poster for uh say a Rev Pro show or an IPW UK show, whatever. Um and they may go, Oh, I know him from what culture. He's good. I like him. I'll check it out. Um, are they doing it the wrong way? Are they predatory? Uh, are they using predatory prices? Um, when they were selling shows for, for £5 a ticket, that that's not good because that's not sustainable. They're running shows at a loss. Um, putting that's expectations gimmick, for ticket prices too low, hurting other promotions. But I, I think a lot of it is it's not so much that they want to hurt other promotions, it's they needed to build their own brand very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just a load of gimmicks, uh, one after another, to try and get that uh, that audience in. It seems to be working. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be of a, a detriment to uh, Rev Pro because you look at the crowd and it's going to be 95% difference. You know, they're not going to be the same people. Uh, I may be one of like a dozen people that goes to both, or all three, should I say? I mean, maybe so, it's higher than that. I don't know. Maybe people will go to the What Culture Show just because you know, fuck it, make a make three days of it. But um, I don't know. I'll let you know anyway. I'll let you know if I see a lot of the same faces at uh, <laughs> at What Culture that I see at uh, Global Wars. I've been told from people who uh, who went to the the True Legacy show, um, the the I can't remember where that was held, but uh, the the Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes show, which um, it was either Newcastle or Manchester. I forget which way round it was. It drew two thousand six hundred. I think that was the show after True Legacy. I think. <laughs> they had like a weekend of shows, and two of them were in Newcastle, and one of them was in Manchester, and the Manchester one was yeah, two thousand six hundred, I think. But whichever one drew two thousand six hundred, I've been <coughs> told was uh, an utterly soulless experience. <laughs> but again, the people who are listening to this podcast, the people who I'm talking to regularly about wrestling. They're not really the target audience for for what culture, and if they're drawing two thousand six hundred, then there is clearly a target audience, and they are hitting it. Mm. Um, whether they're managing to turn a profit 
from them uh, when you're bringing in Del Rio, Angle, Rhodes, um, <laughs> Suzuki, etc., etc., etc. That's that's another question whether it's sustainable. I don't think they're trying to turn a profit. I think they're trying to sell the brand. Mm-hmm. I think the the fan expectation there is is really really high in terms of um, that they are fans of WWE stuff. So they're going to want to see some WWE guys on the show. I don't think they needed to use as many guys as they have because they they really have overloaded the shows. I'm not sure what, <laughs> why Minoru Suzuki was brought in <laughs> in that case. Like, if very few of that 2,600 are going to recognize him, then like they cut Kaz- Kazanina Ray off his uh, entrance theme which when he was going when he was going to the back. <laughs> There was a big brouhaha about that. It was uh, Chris oh, Linnae okay. said, like, um, they cut the Kazane in our, uh, uh, off. And um, it was when he was going back after the match, when he actually came okay. out, it wasn't cut <laughs> off. Because I, I thought, I'll, I'll thought that was him. weird. Like, there's no... There are still wrestling fans involved in this. It's not like World of Sport where there, there are no wrestling people involved. There are there are wrestling people involved with, um, with what culture... And they, they wouldn't do that on the way out. It's crazy. The, the reason why Suzuki is there is because they love him. <laughs> <laughs> there were That's lots of pictures of him with um, on his own at a at a, a merch table. Oh, looking yes. bored, though, Minoru Suzuki wrestling superstar. Very upsetting. But, um... <laughs> would you go and talk to him though? Because I would be legitimately frightened. I think I'd possibly lovely. possibly have a little. Well, he does. He comes across that way on on the Twitter. He's got pictures of cats and stuff. And he, <laughs> he doesn't seem anyway. Picture of a cat. <laughs> and him wearing hats. Yeah, he's got a lot of hats. Cat wearing um, hat. So it seems that the three of us don't really have too much of a problem with it. Um, obviously, they could go about doing things in a far better way, um, assuming that. What Andy Quilden's saying is true, which why wouldn't it be? Um, but there's potential for it to to draw more eyes to Britress. Um, they don't really seem to ever draw the same fans, so it's not like people are making a direct decision between uh, global wars and what culture necessarily. Um, so yeah, I don't really see it as a bad thing, but it's it's. You know, it's it's not even a number three show of the the week. Like it, it's so far and away below Global Wars in terms of what I care about. But yeah, Osprey Kirby should be good. And um, next, I guess we're we're gonna briefly move on to Free uh, CW's return, Free uh, Count Wrestling, uh, based in Hartlepool, isn't it? Uh, well, it's normally based in Middlesbrough. They've never run a show in Hartlepool before. Um, Interesting place to make your return, then. Yeah, I probably should have asked. So I had I had a chat with um, uh, with the promoter about coming up, and um, yeah, I didn't think to ask about the the venue. I was more interested in who was going to be on the show. But uh, yeah, they they used to run sort of uh, uh, like tea side. Um, uh, Middlesbrough, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Acklam. You ever been to Acklam? <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Um, 
trying to remember the name of the other place. The uh, little places near Middlesbrough are basically up in the far northeast. Um, so this is the first show they've ever run in Hartlepool. Um, they haven't run for quite some time. Three and a half years, about, I think, was, was what I, I came to when I looked it up. Mid yeah. to early 2013. Probably sounds about right. I remember getting... Um, a message saying like do you want to come up to the show it's going to be the last one and i couldn't because i was at work um so they, they really badgered me to come for this uh uh like a comeback show although this is the one that i might not make it to because uh if the train is late from uh coming back from london from global wars then I will actually miss the connection. I won't get to the show. <laughs> so um, hopefully it's not because, you know, four shows in four days, fucking hardcore. Um, it's, they've got a couple of decent matches lined up. they got got um, uh, Martin Kirby's uh, wrestling Liam Slater, who uh, has been working for What Culture, if uh, you see him tagging on there with Johnny Moss. Um Liam Slater, when I went to the uh, the first uh, that first What Culture show, the one that was in the warehouse, um, I helped set the, the like the lights up and shit, and the the ring crew was like uh, like a bunch of trainees and Liam Slater, and uh, he is a really really nice guy, uh, so it's nice to see him getting uh, uh, the opportunity. Um, I don't think he really lives up to his tag of the party boy of British wrestling. No. From what I've seen, <laughs> but um, uh, I think that's on first as well. That was the, the, yes, uh, they announced that as the opener. Kirby and Slater, that that should be fun. Um, they've also got uh, James Scott against uh, Joseph Connors. James Scott, I don't think we've ever mentioned on this podcast before. He used to wrestle as Dark Side, and he's done some MMA. Uh, he's like a uh, Scottish cruiserweight guy, um, tremendous array of talent, has worked in uh, ICW quite a lot. Um, I considered drafting him, but I didn't think he was uh, regularly working. Uh, so it's, it's nice to see him in action again. Uh, hopefully he's as good as he was because he used to um, uh, work with like Pack and um, uh, guys of that magnitude and didn't look out of place. Uh, and Joseph Connors obviously has done well for himself in what culture won their title. Uh, so that should be a good match. And they've also named uh, HT Drake and Alex Gracie against uh, Chris Witten and Kid Ritchie. Uh, you probably won't know those guys, but Witten and Ritchie were like the, the local kids uh, who were like the backbone of, of 3CW the first time round. Um, I haven't seen either of them in about 10 years, so uh, it'll be nice <laughs> to see how they've gotten on. Uh, Chris Whitten used to come out to Simply the Best, and his timing on the entrance was impeccable. Uh, his grasp of the English language isn't quite as good. <laughs> and Kid Ritchie, uh, I once uh, had to share a uh, room with him, uh, and he, he at the time he was, he was literally a kid. He was he was like eighteen years old, and he was living on Red Bull, and he was bouncing off the walls. And I can't remember. We watched uh, a DVD, and it was like a best of someone's best of. It might have been Johnny Storm, might have been Joe. Oh, it was Jody Fleisch, Jody Fleisch in Japan. 
and I think I fell asleep after about five minutes and he was, you know, flipping off the couch and stuff. So, um, so it'd be interesting to see those guys again. And they've also got uh, Chris Renfrew is on that show and a load of guys who used to work for, for 3CW. So it'll be nice to see them again. And tickets are very reasonable, twelve pounds. We've got a man called Screwface. That's Screwface, an intriguing I'm, name. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Screwface. <laughs> I, I'm literally going to uh, cage match him and see what he's all about. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like um, a card full of people who aren't regulars elsewhere. Oh, so I know him. It seems like a pretty unique uh, card. Yeah, I know him. He used to wrestle as um, AJ Anderson. Any he's good? A, a North, he's a Northeast guy. I have not seen him for 10 years, so I don't know. He might be. <laughs> so a bun- uh, it seems like the card is full of people who you haven't seen for 10 years. <laughs> uh, quite a few of them, yeah. Um... You'll have to report back and as to whether they, they've got better, worse, or... <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I have a lot if to you report back it. on. If I make it. I should make it. Um, I guess we're kind of kind of done with that one. So, Euros in Bowler. Uh, it's been quite a while because it's always kind of hard to say when you should start talking about a PWG show because they release on DVD despite it being 2016 and everyone gets them at different times and it's always a long, long time after the event actually took place. Um, it's pure bullshit. But if we don't mention them now, we never will. Um, yeah, the Euros did really well at Bowler again. One of them won it, being Skirl. Um, I should have probably put some sort of spoiler tag just in case ahead of that, but yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's okay. I think everyone knows now. And if they don't, they do now. Um, Skirl won. Um, Osprey was a part of the, the most buzzworthy match of the weekend, being the 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 six man going against uh, the Bucks and Cole versus uh, Ricochet, Sidal and Sidal. Osprey. Um, uh, a match Dave Meltzer gave five, and uh, I gave four. <laughs> a Dave Mel- uh, Rob Reed five. <laughs> it's it's not five stars, are we? No, it's it was far too sloppy to be five, but it was very very fun nonetheless. There are some really ridiculous spots in there. There's a lot to enjoy. Uh, what I uh, personally enjoyed the most about the group stages is, is how the... I mean, there was a lot of Brit Rest talent involved right at the end. Like five of the last six. Something that like right? that. It, um, it was... Haskins, I'm sure it was. Osprey, Skull, Andrews, and... It might have been four of the last six. Might have been four because Trevor Lee. I thought Saber. I thought Saber was in there. No, Osprey beat Saber. Yeah, he. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it was Ricochet. Yeah, it was Ricochet. Was yeah, Ricochet one, so. and Trevor. Yeah, it was four. Four of the last six though. That's a lot. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like during the groups, I thought the two matches that really stood out uh, was Saber Junior against End uh, on the on the first night, and uh, Andrews and Dunn. It was just a fucking great match. Uh, I'd so agree. even even the guys that didn't progress did really well. I'd agree on the uh, Saber Junior versus um, End match. Really enjoyed that one way more than I was expecting because I've been quite down on Saber Junior in PWG for a while, 
and um, end. I've never been that high on them in singles matches, but I thought both of them really click click perfectly. It perhaps went a little too long, but yeah, really enjoyed that one. Uh, the other one for me would be Ricochet Jeff Cobb, but he's not European, so who cares? Yeah, we're not talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was good too. The Andrews Dunn match. I don't know, it might just be because I've seen those two together a lot, similar to the way um, Andrews Osprey was the year prior in Bola, but I, I didn't yeah. really get the hype. Um, but th- but Don did manage really to get over. Into everything yeah. So, the crowd really uh, got into him. So that's a good sign. I hope, he, I hope he's he back, because I think he, he'd, he'd be well-suited to, to PWG. I mean, he's pretty well-suited to everywhere, to be honest. But uh, Everywhere... He'd do well there. But yeah, it was a terrific um, uh, tournament for the Brits. I thought they were, they were good throughout and dominated the latter stages. I think some of the uh, American fans were a little bit pissed off about it. but uh, <laughs> I think It kind of proves that, it proves that Europe is the place <laughs> to be right now yes. for talent on the Indies. This is true. And from that happy note... Um, it's time to go on to the Haskins situation, which is obviously a, a far, far sadder way to end the podcast. Um, it, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this will we will be talking about the ending of chapter thirty-eight, which has yet to drop. Uh, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers from that show, then I advise turning off the podcast now. Uh, if so, thanks for listening to this point. Um, you should probably get the plugs in then, Rob. I should, I should. Mm. Um, VoiceofWrestling.com slash Amazon slash SeatGeek or slash WWE Shop. If you're going to be using any of those free services anyway, then use them at no extra cost to you and you can help us out uh, and can uh, help with server costs and the like um, because they are not free. Um, Yes. Askins. To to give a little backstory, the, the end of... Chapter 38, uh, Haskins retained successfully against uh, in a freeway against Skirl and um, Havoc um, in the main event at Camden. There's a there's a video of this uh, on Progress's YouTube page, but he basically comes back into the ring after um, after the the show's kind of finished or in the process of finishing. I think Smallman's still in the ring, uh, kind of saying goodbye to everyone. Uh, and he and he drops the the title down in the middle of the ring uh, and walks off. Um, this was then followed by a video um, where Haskins basically said he's going to have to be stepping away from wrestling at least for the near future um, due to a neck injury that's been plaguing him for a little bit, but has been aggravated recently. And basically, his doctors told him he can't wrestle anymore. Um, he did say that he wants to come back to wrestling and he's going to do everything within his power to make it back. But the way he said it, it did make it sound like it wasn't guaranteed. This isn't just any old injury. This could potentially be the end for him, although obviously we're all hoping and praying that it's not because he was really coming into his stride this year and it's uh, heartbreaking to see him cut off like this. It reminds me of um, the Edge situation where Edge like had a couple more matches before, like after 
he sort of heard the news about his neck and sort of finished up and then retired in his situation. We'll see if it's the same for Haskins, but yeah, it a big surprise. Like no one knew that he was injured well, like he this. Had uh, missed, he missed a couple of shots not so long ago, and it was down to uh, niggling injuries, is what they said. Um. I, th- I can't remember who it was for. It might have been for FW, but um, so we kind of knew he, he had like little injuries, but we didn't realize they were this bad. Mm. Yeah, no. and the neck's not something you want to be messing around with. That's literally the worst place you can be injured. The neck of the brain. The, the two dodgy oh, bits. Because um, you, you can have. Everyone has bad knees. You can have a, a like a pretty serious knee injury and still get over it. You can have a bad shoulder injury and you, you'll miss a year, but you'll still be okay. Um, Just saw yeah. that uh, with Jimmy Havoc, the leg injury. He, he was yeah, out Jimmy for a year and ironically knees, returned in this uh, match. Flash Morgan Webster's out with the shoulder. Um, but yeah, the neck. Timing-wise, it, it's awful too because you know he's he's just started getting over in America. Well. For the second time post TNA, um, he's you know, I think he's still Smash champion. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just started in PWG with Bowler, obviously picked up um, a couple big wins, so they clearly like him. Um, just become Progress champion at the the biggest Progress show <coughs> and was set for a big title run. Um, while Haskins for quite a while it almost seemed to be uh, the other guy of British wrestling. Um, while the Ospreys and the Skulls and the Sabre Juniors were getting all the all the hype and all the international plaudits, uh, this really felt like now was Haskins' time. He w- he was going to be um, in a featured match, two featured matches at Global Wars. Obviously, he was the Progress Champion. Um, and it yeah, it it just sucks for the guy. Um, I I wish him all the best in his hopeful recovery. Um, yeah, this this upsets me a great deal. Um, if you could have seen how happy he looked after uh, winning the title in Brixton, to to see that just taken away from him just just a couple of weeks later, it's just uh, it's just horrible. Fuck. I it was a lovely touch for progress to to give him the win here though, um, put him out mm. on top. Uh, if we can take any any bright bright spot from obviously a horrible situation, um, it was a if if this is the end at least for the foreseeable future for him, it was a uh, from all accounts a lovely a lovely way for that to happen, um, and not everyone gets gets that I guess um, although he obviously deserved that and far far more. Um, The progress title Should we, uh, has been vacated yeah, the progress uh, as a result situation. of this. And on their next show, uh, Chapter 39, The Graps of Wrath, I believe. Um, the Graps of Wrath. <laughs> uh, they are going to be doing a one-night tournament, similar to the, the Chapter 1, where they, they crown their first champion, um, where every match on the undercard is a qualifying match for the main event. Um, with, I think it's two tag matches and three singles matches? Three singles, yeah. There's yep. seven guys in the final. Um, so, the, obviously, the, the winners of all the matches 
um, be it tag match or singles match, then advance to a, a seven-way final. Not sure if they said it's elimination or not. I think it is. Elimination, yes. Right. Uh, so, so you'll get a, a new champion out of that. Um, there's not it's really... a hell of a way to make the best of a bad situation. That's It's a very compelling scenario to set up for a single show kind of tournament. Um, and I feel like this is the sort of stuff that Progress does best. Like, the most fun I've ever had in the Electric Ballroom was midway through this year's Super Strong Style, when it was just like, who's going to win? What's going to happen next? I feel like that environment of Progress is very good when you know something unpredictable is going to happen. The only thing you can predict is the unpredictable. Uh -huh. Like, that's a very exciting buzz to have, and this show will be full of it. But did you notice how quickly it sold out? So <laughs> yeah. it literally went on sale at uh, 10 p.m. Uh, I, I bought uh, tickets at, I think, four minutes past, and a couple of minutes later, there was just nothing. Which yeah. is, it's back to the... Well, it's not even back to the old days. That is a fucking ridiculously fast sellout. Um, I I did previously say every match is going to be a um a qualifying match. Um, obviously, the the Casey Harvey versus Nixon Your match from the first round of the Natural Progression series isn't. But other than that, the other one, two, three. Four matches are, including the uh, the tag title match between British Strong Style and London Riots. Um, without going into the matches too deep and previewing it, um, it does seem like this is a big opportunity for them to kind of pull off a, an out of nowhere new champion. Um, you've got Lee Hunter for champ. <laughs> you've got Joe Kofi versus it's William Eber. You've got uh, Hunter Brothers versus South Pacific Power. No solve there, Ollie. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. What'd you say, Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> Lee Hunter for champ, or Jim Hunter for champ. Ah, right. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're the same person. Uh, <laughs> no one will notice if they they free bird a singles match. Um, Hunter Magic. Uh, then you got British Strong Style versus London Riots for the tag titles and the qualification. Um, Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. Um, what, what where did that match come from? What if fucking Riddle wins the title? It would be so <laughs> crazy, that can but actually yeah, happen. go for it. <laughs> How many stars will this match have? <laughs> All the stars. There's not enough stars. And then uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Marty Skrull. I guess the the chalk uh, route would be to have either Havoc or Skrull win uh, the belt. But I've just got this this feeling that they they're gonna do something crazy and like uh, Travis <laughs> Banks is gonna win or something. Travis Banks yeah. would be a good shout. I'm like, being deadly serious there. Travis Banks would be a good shout. He's how about um, British Strong Style lose the belts, but one of them wins the championship. Well, they can't. So they, they can't. Qualify. They weren't qualified. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm being an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> um. I feel like Osprey's probably losing to Riddle. I'm not entirely sure why I think that, but it just feels <laughs> like... Hmm. I feel like Habakus Girl isn't going to be the route they go. I think they're going to pull those two off and feud a bit longer. Um, which does kind of leave like um, either a British Strong Style winner or 
I think Travis Banks would be the next most obvious. I guess you could go back to Eva, but again, would that feel... Having him be the, the first two-time champion? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> well, the new gimmick with Eva is that he's being controlled by Sebastian because this is litigation. Right. Sounds gripping. Um... <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, why not Joe Kofi? Why he could win? It would. It would be almost out of nowhere a bit, but he could win. I I kind of hope uh, Trent Seven. That's what I'm kind of hoping <laughs> for. Big Trent Seven fan. Yeah, I mean Pete Dunne. It's would not full, say no full to Pete of Dunn. options. Pete, uh... Pete Dunne loves the belts. He's got loads of them. Let's have another. Pretty much everyone is a a, a possibility. Well, apart from the Hunter Brothers. <laughs> and TK Cooper, I like him, but I don't think he's quite ready for Ooh. that. The, the the photo op would be amazing with him and Dahlia in the belt. Dungarees and the belt. Um, but yeah, exactly. So unnecessary. <laughs> don't need a belt with dungarees. Do you think it's perhaps slightly sexist to not allow uh, Nixon Newell in? <laughs> are, we, are they just so focused on that women's title that um, they don't I'd, want to qualify? I'd rather personally see um, a focus on women's wrestling rather than intergender wrestling. Um, I was kind of playing devil's advocate with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a fair point, I guess, but for me anyway, the the best women have are get, get focused on um, wherever it is in wrestling ha- has and pretty much always has been when two strong women are built up and face each other rather than intergender. Um, some may argue otherwise, I guess, but um, that, that's my personal preference. Um, but yeah, it seems all three of us are on board the, the Travis Banks for Progress Champ train. <laughs> I think it will be either Osprey Skull or Havoc, but <laughs> I would like to see someone out of the blue, out of left field. I can't see Osprey winning because he's already um, uh, like he has a schedule that doesn't marry up to mm-hmm. progresses. Mm. But it would make him like a ultimate heel if he was the <laughs> champ and also not appearing and being a dick while doing so. I don't know, just out a little bit outside the box, I guess. How it's it's unpredictable though. That's the thing. It that's, is. That's what we like mm. about it. I'd like to see a little more build towards the Havoc getting a second reign since his first reign was was so long. Um, it would feel almost rushed to, to see the belt go back onto him so soon after return. Although you could almost forgive them for rushing something because they have been put into a, a bad situation. So I'm looking forward to see see how he's, it does he's play out. He's only had like one match. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, how healthy is he? <laughs> yeah, you'd hate to see um, them stick the belt on Havoc only for him to get injured immediately afterwards. Um, 2016. One match in September, one match in October so far, apparently. Had a match in IPW UK in September. And then the triple threat for progress. So he's two matches in. 
Okay, I don't know how much he was involved in that that IPW match. Yeah, it was an eight man. He could have easily been easing his way back in, which would make sense. Um, but yeah, it it's a very exciting show, and I'm I'm kind of a bit annoyed that I'm I'm not going to going to be be there live for it because the unpredictability uh, as great as uh, as much as I can stay away from spoilers I'm probably gonna gonna find out mm. beforehand um, mm. oh yeah we're both gonna spoil it for you oh yeah <laughs> I've got no hope um, they, they really have made the best of a, a bad situation there um, I guess we're kind of at the end of the show then um, mm-hmm. I think I speak for all of us when not that he's listening, but uh, our hearts go out to Haskins. Um, to reiterate, horrible, horrible situation. Um, but I guess things have to have to go on. What a great way to end the episode. It's depressing. <laughs> I'm depressed now, Rob. Um, yes. Think about Hero Ishii and Hero Shibata. That will cheer you up. It will. It's only, it's just, as we're recording this, only nine days away. Very, very days, excited. I'll be happy in nine days. <laughs> this has been the Brit Rest Roundtable. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>